Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Here we are, hour number two of our broadcast. And let's begin with Transformation Tuesday. <laughs> I think I will skip some of the items here in the text line. Oh my goodness. Such toxicity sometimes that has to be overlooked. How many of you? I've got a good friend who will be quite intrigued by this post. I'm going to send it to him. How many of you, and this especially for those of you who have been in Christian circles, have heard the expression, the anointing? The anointing. It's very often, you know, we use this in reference to a preacher who's preaching, oh, that person's really anointed, or a singer, whatever it is. Something usually goes on in church service, and... We have this strong sense that, oh, the anointing is really here, or you have some strong emotional stirring that takes place. Well, Steve Crosby, not so impressed. Here's what he has posted. The anointing. Fewer terms are as meaningless as this one has become. Intellectual stimulation, deep Bible study is not the anointing. Emotional Stimulation is not the anointing. Preaching that confirms your doctrinal bias is not the anointing. Music that moved you is not the anointing. Excitement and enthusiasm is not the anointing. Large crowds and celebrity do not prove anointing. Things that reinforce your church culture and traditions are not the anointing. The confirmation, affirmation, and perpetuation of the stuff we like is meaningless and has no bearing at all on what is anointed. We just really, really like whatever and want more of it, which we would then call revival. The incarnation, the transfiguration, the cross, the resurrection, and the ascension were all anointed. What did they have in common? No big crowds, no acclaim, no social media coverage, nobody there building their brand or identifying their tribe. Calvary was very anointed. None of us would have registered and paid to attend that conference to learn the seven steps to our next level of authority and victory. Ooh. This one is quite penetrating, isn't it? 
just an example of the things that we value sometimes that are lacking in substance. Just putting this out there for Transformation Tuesday. Well, many of you are hoping for transformation with an election today. At least a transition away from Democrat control, complete Democrat control, to at least one, one particular body from Congress being able to push back against the radical agenda of the Democrat Party. I've expressed to you for quite some time my serious concern about the fact that in terms of the leadership that we need right now, I really do not believe Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell are up to the job. I just don't. I'm sick of seeing these folks. I really am. I know he's going to be very offended by me saying these things about him. The truth of the matter is, he's been there too long. Way too long. And as you well know, the reason these folks are there as long as they are, when they get into positions of power, they stay there by pretty much buying those positions. So they contribute to campaigns of people, they give certain members certain items in legislation to win their votes over and to win their support. That's how this stays in place for so long, these strongholds of control. Very glad to see The Hill is reporting that chatter is growing over the possibility that Rick Scott may challenge Mitch McConnell. I'm not necessarily a big Rick, Rick Scott fan, but I'm, I'm just telling you folks, anything is an improvement over Mitch McConnell. I'm not the only one saying this. The prospect of Senate Republicans picking up as many as two to five seats in the midterms, fueling chat over a showdown between Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell and National Republican Senatorial Committee Chair Rick Scott in a race to serve as Senate Majority Leader. Scott stoked speculation about his leadership ambitions on Sunday when he refused to rule out challenging McConnell, who says he has the votes to win. One Senate Republican strategist told The Hill he might do it. I hope he doesn't. When asked if Scott could challenge McConnell, Scott declined to endorse McConnell as majority leader Sunday during an interview with NBC's Meet the Press. Asked by Chuck Todd if he planned to run for leader if Republicans win the Senate majority, Scott said, I'm not focused on anything except getting a majority Tuesday night. Todd then interrupted mid-sentence to interject. That's a (laughs) non-answer. It certainly is. It's a possibility, the television host concluded which Scott did not dispute. Senate Republican insiders say Scott's silence on the question of whether he might challenge his colleague is puzzling because he told CBS News in mid-February he would absolutely vote for McConnell to serve another term as leader. Scott said at the time, I can't imagine there will be a leader besides Mitch McConnell. Since then, their relationship has become strained over differences on political and fundraising strategy. You might remember a few months ago, Mitch McConnell made a public statement questioning the, the quality of candidates. Do you remember that? 
And this was a comment that was very offensive to Rick Scott. McConnell pointedly told reporters March 1st that he, not Scott, would be majority leader for Republicans capture the Senate. McConnell wasn't happy. Scott released his own 11-point plan, which called for sunsetting all federal legislation after five years. Let me tell you what will not be part of our agenda. We will not have as part of my agenda a bill that raises taxes on half of the American people and sunset Social Security and Medicare within five years. That's what McConnell said at the time. Scott, who was standing beside McConnell at the beginning of the news conference, walked away from the podium before McConnell took questions. A second Republican strategist said Scott may be trying to position himself as a potential rival to McConnell to boost his own national profile, even if he doesn't challenge him for the top leadership job. One of his advisors said a fight for McConnell is good for him. And he's trying to raise his profile to see what choices are post-NRSC. Noting Scott is also thought to be weighing a run for president in 2024. He's also a loyal ally of former President Trump, who's feuded with McConnell, is likely to run for president again. That would be Scott's major advantage against McConnell. By the way, McConnell's no longer on speaking terms with Trump, who attacks him on a regular basis. The ex-president called on Republicans last week to impeach McConnell if he supported a plan to eliminate the federal debt ceiling. So they are not friends at all. Coming up, the Senate candidates who are saying, no thank you, Mitch. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This will probably come across as about two or three texts. I'm a Pentecostal preacher's kid. The hear how you just explained anointing is absolutely backwards. Anointing is a preacher who's able to prophesy over their flock. It's also someone who can lay their hand on the sick and be healed or raise the dead. That's anointing. I disagree with the fact just because it makes us feel good, it isn't anointed. The Bible teaches totally different. I think the point that Steve was making 
is if you go to a text like the text for Jesus, the one he quotes about the Spirit of God being upon him, to accomplish all the things you've just described, and this is for the entire body, by the way, it's not just for preachers, which is really very important to remember. But it's for a specific purpose, and it's for a redemptive purpose. It's not simply to make people feel good. Big difference. Important clarification. So I hope that is helpful. Vince, people like Mitch McConnell, they've completely corrupted the vision of what the fathers had in mind in terms of national service. As far as McCarthy goes, I'm from California. There's no bigger rhino in Congress than him. By the way, by the way, I need to, before I go further, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier, but I need to look up Rick Scott's Liberty Score with Conservative Review. Hmm. I wonder where he stands in that particular department. Rick Scott. Ooh, very impressive. I, but before I give you the number, I want to look up Kevin McCarthy's because I have a general idea where Kevin McCarthy stands in this particular area. Because I've talked about this plenty of times. That when you look in the leadership of the Republican Party, I think it's been a while since I went through the entire list. But most of the leadership of the Republican Party their liberty scores at best were C's, but there were a number of D's and F's. Would you listen to me for a moment, folks? And I, I plead with you just to listen to me for one moment. Because I think it's really important to understand the significance of what I'm sharing with you right now. If we're concerned about conservatism, this is not about somebody's fealty to a certain person or party or anything like that. This is about this person's actual voting record. How do they actually do? When they're in office, how do they vote? Do they vote conservatively? Or would you be just as well off as you had a Democrat in that position? Let me first talk about the House before I get into the Senate. You want to know what the Liberty score for Kevin McCarthy is right now? It's a freaking 54. No. And I would not just say no. I say hell no. No, Kevin McCarthy. This is pathetic. How in the world do you as a Republican have a freaking 54 and you're supposed to be a leader? Let me talk about the Senate. Mitch McConnell, been in office since 1985. There's part of your problem right there. You want to take a wild guess as to what his liberty score is? It's, it's abysmal. It's a 44. You see what these folks have in common? They're not conservatives. None of them are. See, this is part of what frustrates me, because... I, and I'm just going to call all of you out, folks. You've allowed these morons to skate during this entire Trump era. Because, frankly, all that's mattered is Donald Trump. 
as long as they bent over and they planted one on his rear end, many of you didn't care. And now, Donald Trump's gone. Guess who's still there? Mitch McConnell, with his freaking 44 Liberty score. This is pathetic, ladies and gentlemen. By contrast, where does Rick Scott stand? It's been in office since 2019. This is what's funny. Mitch McConnell has a 44. Do you want to know what Rick Scott's score is? You double Mitch McConnell's. Just about double. Rick Scott has an 86. He's a reliable conservative. Has a B. Liberty score. As opposed to an F. And Mitch McConnell's is not just a low F. It's a freaking low F. This is like you failed the course. You're an absolute moron. You ought to try something else. Folks, this is really important stuff. Because if we keep recycling these same people and allow these same people to go back, we're going to get the same thing we had last time. Let me quickly go through these because it's really important. Arizona Republican Blake Masters. Mitch McConnell's will not Mitch McConnell will not own me. Blake Masters believes Republicans need new leadership in the Senate declared Mitch McConnell will not own me should the candidate win his election against Mark Kelly. During an interview with the Wall Street Journal, Master said he hopes a conservative senator challenges McConnell for the top GOP Senate position, adding, I certainly think we need new leadership. McConnell won't own me. McConnell doesn't love me, and clearly he had a chance to help. He didn't do it. Doesn't want me in there. But he's about to be stuck with me. I hope he wins. Back in September, by the way, a McConnell-aligned super PAC, the Senate Leadership Fund, reportedly pulled $9.6 million in advertising that was reserved for the Grand Canyon State's U.S. Senate race, according to Axios. The SLF was confident other conservative groups would place money behind masters. Ultimately, PACs, including the Sentinel Action Fund, MAGA Incorporated, and Saving Arizona, poured millions into the race to bolster masters. Now the race is neck and neck on the eve of Election Day, with a Republican candidate showing a slight lead. Masters holding a razor-thin lead over Kelly among likely voters 50 to 49. Wow, this is tight. The Libertarian dropped out of the race and endorsed Masters. He was at 2%. I hope he wins. I do. Josh Hawley out of Missouri, said he would not support Mitch McConnell for Senate Majority Leader. Senator made his declaration during a campaign stop yesterday. I don't imagine I will, no. That's what Holly said when asked if he would support Mitch McConnell. I'm not sure if any other senator will run or not. Nobody's indicated they would, but my view is we need new leadership in that position. Holly ticked off a list of decisions over the last two years he disagreed on. Ukraine funding, infrastructure and public safety bills, campaign spending. I don't agree with the idea that you go out there and badmouth our own candidates in the middle of an election, which Mitch McConnell did. So again, folks, 
We've got a third one, and you will hear from her directly. Boy, she comes out swinging. I hope she wins as well. You'll hear her voice next on the program. scores. I need to be much more diligent about this, by the way, I'm reminding you with these. You did it again, Vince. Here come the Kool-Aid drinkers. You think so? <laughs> Mitt Romney's basically a Democrat masquerading as a Republican. Brother, we don't need new leadership. We need leaders, period. <laughs> I hear what you're talking about. Well said, Vince, just like you were talking about anointing of church leadership ignores the overall message of the gospel. So it's the same with the anointing of Trump, and only Trump ignores the message of conservative principles. Now we have McConnell, David out of Lyman, sharing that. Vince blamed Kentucky voters, Rand Paul, who backed McConnell's re-election. As for McCarthy, his excuse, he's from the people's socialist state of California, which doesn't say much for all those rhinos in Congress who put him in a position of power. Good day, it's Russ out of Moonville. Let me very quickly get to a couple of pieces of audio. One of them is from a woman. Her name is Kelly Shibaka. She's running to represent Alaska in the U.S. Senate. I know this is an uphill battle for her, but she had some very, very strong words to communicate about Mitch McConnell. If she is somehow elected to the U.S. Senate, where she stands on the current minority leader. Listen up. Mitch McConnell knows he doesn't have my support. He's not a leader. He's only in it for himself. He's just counting who's voting for Mitch McConnell to hold leadership. He'd rather have a minority he can control than a majority he won't. And he knows that I won't be bought and I won't be bullied by the insiders in D.C. I think that that terrifies him. But I think that's exactly what the American people want. They want people who represent us. We're tired of career politicians. We want public servants. We don't understand why their quality of life increases while our cost of living increases. Why are we paying for the popularity of the people in D.C. We're saying enough's enough. Government's supposed to be of the people, by the people, for the people. Mitch McConnell is defying the determination of the delegates of the Republican Party in Alaska. The Republican Party didn't start in D.C. with the sovereigns ruling over us, telling us what we're supposed to do. It started with like-minded people in America saying we're coming around to common values and common interests, and we're going to form a collective. It's our First Amendment right to assemble and say this is what we believe. Mitch McConnell is a senior Republican leader in Kentucky, a senator in Kentucky coming up here in Alaska trying to tell us who our senator is supposed to be. They removed Murkowski and censured her from the Republican Party before I ever announced my campaign. Not Mitch McConnell. He's telling us who our senator is supposed to be. He doesn't get my support because he's not representing the people of Alaska. He shouldn't get anybody's support. He's just in it for me, myself, and I. So I'm not sure who's going to rise up and say that they're going to try and take on leadership of the Republican Party, but I say anybody is better than Mitch McConnell because we need to lead our country forward with people who have courage and common sense and that is not senator mcconnell ouch <laughs> can you imagine i can't believe she would say those horrible things about me i happen to be a wonderful person i think i'm a great person in fact my wife thinks i'm a great person my goodness how dare she 
I hope she loses that election. Because I need my plant. I need my surrogate. Ms. Markowski. I need her there. So she can vote for me. It's all that matters. <laughs> Any case, folks. This will be fun to watch. It will be. I sure hope Rick, Rick Scott does step up to the plate. My feeling, though, is that there are going to be a lot of people afraid to even think about crossing Mitch. Because if this fails, don't you know Mitch is going to have nothing but retribution for the people who would dare cross him? This is how these, folk, these folks work. This is like the mob. It really is. It's like the mob. And Nancy Pelosi, for all of her running off of her trap, she's done the same thing. Another quick thing before we move on. As you know, a big announcement's coming next week from former President Donald Trump. You already know that Donald Trump took a cheap shot at Ron DeSantis the other day, calling him Ron DeSanctimonious. Well, his lawyer, Alina Haba, actually issued a stern warning. I want you to listen to this conversation. Um, <laughs> this is a conversation about the possibility of Ron DeSantis running for president. Listen up. I know a lot of people have opined about Ron DeSantis saying, oh, he'd be a great VP. But he hasn't actually played it that way. No, I, I don't think so. And you know, DeSantis is DeSantis because of Trump. That's exactly So right. I can't speak to that because I'm not the, I think I like what DeSantis is doing in Florida, 100%. but he needs to stay in Florida. A hundred percent. I voted for him for governor. Yeah. Yeah, listen. The governor. Just stay where you are. You're doing a great job in Florida. And I think, I think if he does that, I think he's got a great shot in four years to run. That would be perfect. In don't my jump the gun. Yeah, don't, don't jump the gun. He's not ready yet. No. He's not ready yet. You know, he's just gotten his feet wet. And I think that's a problem that a lot of politicians do, and then they jump the gun. Or I think we'll see a couple of people run, maybe that they're running out of time and they need to make their run right now. Yeah, so that might be true. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be curious. We'll to see. see how it plays out. Give me a bucket, please. <laughs> this is so ridiculous. These people have a lot of nerve, don't they? From my perspective, they've got a lot of nerve. Saying Ron DeSantis isn't ready. Ron DeSantis is who he is because of Donald Trump. Give me a break. But this is how these folks function. This, and I've said it before, this is a cult. And if for no other reason than this, I hope Ron DeSantis does make the decision to run. I really do. Because we do need people of character, people who are committed to foundational constitutional values and are able to get legislation passed. That is a very important thing to do because that is the next frontier for Congress once we capture the House, the Senate, and the presidency. It's vital to get legislation passed. Executive orders are not going to cut it. It will not do during this era or any era. Stay with us.
the Vince Coakley radio program. We have uh, nine questions to look at for our look at the day in history. Nine? Nine questions. Okay, that's the first one. I got it right. <laughs> Let you me guess. Are... Now there are ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's start in 1721. It's early. It's early in the month. But the colony of Connecticut proclaimed a day for public blank. Now, keep in mind what we'll be celebrating later this month. This is what they celebrated today. The proclamation for today in Connecticut. Oh, I, what was it for? Public what? I, I, I don't know. Thanksgiving. Oh, a, a, oh, okay. Well, all right. Public Thanksgiving. 1789, Elijah Craig is his name. He distilled the first bourbon whiskey from corn in this county in Kentucky. I'll give you a hint. You've already heard the title of the county in the question. What What if I don't remember the question? I Could you repeat, repeat the question? Elijah Craig distilled the first bourbon whiskey from corn in this county in Kentucky. Is it Craig County? No, it's Bourbon County. Oh. Bourbon County, Kentucky. There was a Bourbon County before there was a Bourbon? Yeah, that's probably, I think this is where it originated from, as a matter of fact. So, no, very good. Good for Pretty uh, interesting thing, isn't it? 1889, this gets into the easier questions. President Benjamin Harrison proclaimed this to be the 41st state. I'll give you a hint. Its nickname is Big Sky Country. What is this oh, particular wow. state? Land of the Shining Mountains, another one. Uh, the last best place. Is it, is it Wyoming? You're so close. Is it Montana? It's Montana. Uh, Montana. Okay. I was going to guess one or the other. I, yeah, that's. The streak like is over. It's okay, man. It's okay. It gets better. 1895, German scientist Wilhelm Röntgen made this discovery it's something we probably use every time we go to the dentist or if they're trying to figure out something's wrong with you when you go to the hospital a spit bucket you're so silly uh Is what are right? the what did they use to uh, as a diagnostic tool to get a look inside you what do they do and this is something that's also used for security for that matter um x-ray X-rays. Okay. 1895 was the year. 1932, this guy elected president for the first out of four times. 1932. Oh, the first Roosevelt. Yes, it is. First FDR term. 1939, this rogue survived assassination attempt on the 16th anniversary of the Beer Hall Putscht. Who was this guy, 1939? Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler. See, you've, you've got your momentum back. 1960, this guy beat Richard Nixon in the closest presidential election since 1880. 1960. John F. Kennedy. Yeah, I was about to say television also helped in that particular race because there was a televised debate. We, with... we didn't learn what we should have from that. Which is? The effect of visuals on our judgment. Oh, my goodness. We didn't Boy. take enough away from that. Tremendous lesson to be learned there. 1994, this guy, we knew him first as a singer. He sang with his wife. 
1994, he was elected to Congress. They used to have a show together on TV. Sonny Bono. Sonny Bono, yes. Elected to Congress. Seemed like kind of a cool guy. Yeah, seemed to be. Seemed to be and kind of cool then we uh, have the presidential election that never seen, seemed to end. The election was... Uh, the uh, What is this, 22 years ago tonight? 22 years ago tonight, we had this election. It didn't end until December 12th with a 271 to 266 Bush victory. What year was it? Uh, you two, actually... 2000. 2000 is correct. See, I told you you had your momentum back, oh, Christopher. Oh. You want to talk about people doing weird stuff. How about this one? These people really need help. The National Park Service is begging visitors, please stop licking psychedelic toads. Yes, that's exactly what's happening. The Sonoran Desert toad is very, very poisonous. Did they ask the toads how they felt about this? <laughs> they need to. Uh, this is kind of crazy, They're isn't it? They're looking for a prince. People are, <laughs> people are willing to take the risk. This is this is so silly. The agency putting out the Park Service, as we say with most things you come across in a national park, whether it be a banana slug, unfamiliar mushroom, or large toe with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please ref refrain from licking. This was posted on Facebook last week. It applies to the Sonoran Desert Toad. The Colorado River toad is another name for it. They have prominent paratoid glands that secrete a potent toxin. It can make you sick if you handle the frog or get the poison in your mouth. Yet, people seek it out anyway for something else. It secretes a hallucinogenic substance called 5-MeO-DMT. Now, these secretions can lead to a trip. The poison center notes can also cause severe irritation, pain, and tissue damage. A lick or two can cause numbness in the mouth and throat, as well as severe and life-threatening effects on the heart. The agency warned these effects include irregular rhythm of the heart, heart block, reduced blood pressure, and cardiac arrest. And these occur after absorption through the skin. Now, NPR notes many toad users aren't actually licking the creatures, but smoking the secretions. And now these are actually threatened, these poor toads, because people want to exploit these. Isn't this crazy? By the way, Mike Tyson is among the toads' aficionados. Just crazy. Don't you love learning things you never knew before on this broadcast? Thanks a lot for joining us on the program today. Have yourselves a great day, and God bless you. Adios. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app.